Would you like to work closer to home, save money on gas, and be rewarded for your hard work and attendance? Then Belicio Foods is looking for you. That's right, Belicio Foods is now hiring for multiple positions and shifts with great employee benefits, an on-site health clinic, competitive wages, and advancement opportunities. Belicio Foods is a company that truly values their employees. Apply online at BelicioFoods.com careers. At Vinton County National Bank, we believe in supporting the areas where we live and work. Now, we'd like to honor those who also serve our communities. Our new Community Champions account is especially for first responders, veterans, active military, and anyone employed in the fields of healthcare or education. This account offers rewards, discounts, and other benefits to those who give so much to others. Vinton County National Bank, rewarding those who serve. The City of Jackson's Visitors and Conventions Commission reminds us to shop locally. From our wide selection of national retail chains to our unique downtown shops, Jackson is a great place to spend the day, catch an exhibit, or grab some lunch or dinner from one of our national restaurant chains or local eateries. Spend the night in one of our national chain hotels. No matter what your plans, the City of Jackson and Jackson County in the rolling hills of Southern Ohio is a great way to spend the day. Just a friendly reminder from the City of Jackson Visitors and Conventions Commission. Good morning, happy whatever day this is. Is it Monday, Dylan? <laughs> okay. Hi, happy Monday, everyone, and welcome to the morning show. I'm back. Um, sorry about last week, and uh, but I'm back. So here you are, and I'm sorry, Dylan, for leaving you hanging. It's okay. He's speaking to me a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) No, we are here. Um, It is Monday after, of course, Thanksgiving. Hope you all had a wonderful weekend, uh, minus the Ohio State debacle, but we won't talk about that. Um, But we are here with our good friend, Mark. We're going to be talking about um, kind of a little follow-up to the Feed My Starving Children um, deal that you guys did. Okay, was that really back in October? October 20 and I 21st. I like it was like two weeks ago. <laughs> no, it was Isn't a lot longer crazy? than that. <laughs> Time flies, you know? Yep. But uh, so you all, um, as members of the Christ uh, Church of Jackson here, did the Feed My Starving Children um, set up where you all made all those little uh, packs there that go all over the world to help feed hungry kids. Right. It's actually a collaboration more than just Christ Church of Jackson. It's a variety of organizations as well as churches throughout the state. They all come together on a voluntary basis. We have about 504 volunteers who volunteer in two-hour shifts to pack manna packs. This is a manna pack rice And this is a specially fortified meal that enables children who are on the edge of starvation to actually regain through the nourishment provided in this and uh, regain their health. And actually for 29 cents a meal or $1.74 a pack, you can make a difference in the lives of many children throughout the world. Our 101,088 packets went to Somalia, which is going through a difficult time right now with a famine and... uh, that will provide a meal for all around uh, 300 kids for an entire year. Just think about that, what you all did. That is amazing. Well, there's a lot of people involved in it. Some of the people that were in on uh, participating were the Buckeye Community Services, Christian Life Academy, Daisy's Coffee and Bible Study, as well as Jackson Middle School Student Council and Student Health, Rio Bowlers, Elevate, Four Mile Bakery, Christ Church of Jackson, Juvenile Promotion, Pac 5048, Wellston Hope Methodist Church, FCA. There's strangers coming in here. There's a lot of people in here. Right. Look at Fruit us. 9387, go. Warriors for Christ, Jackson County Water, First Baptist, Nelsonville Methodist, Wesley Church, uh, Faith Lutheran Family Christian Church, Hedges Chapel, Jackson County Women's Club, Kiwanis. Old Country Church, YMCA Ross County, Jackson Food Pantry, and Southeastern Ohio Kentucky Colonels, which seem to have walked in over here for some reason. 
They are here. Look at you, Dylan. Dylan's got his little sneaky camera over there. <laughs> no, um, so really we wanted to talk to you about that, but there was like a whole this is a whole rue just to get you in the into the studio today. I'm suspecting that now. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on over, guys. Oh god. Never had a chair in Well, Dylan, Dylan can bring bring one over for you. Or Pete can. Come on over, fellas. Thank you, Pete. You there you go. Old, when you get an old man, it uh, comes Have in. Have a seat. Do I get to sit? You get to sit. You get to sit. Well, when we were uh, getting ready to go to this event, and having a meeting and, and talking about it. After the meeting was over and, and Mark had left, someone said, isn't he a Kentucky Colonel? And I said, no, I don't think so. Well, certainly anyone in the community that does as much for charitable events and organizations and stuff as Mark does, that's the idea of Kentucky Colonel. That's his whole Oh, uh, sure. Uh, so, anyway, I put in uh, a recommendation. You have to be recommended by a Kentucky Colonel. And sent uh, a recommendation to the governor of Kentucky. And Bob, I think, has what we got back. Uh, I have this plaque which reads, From the Commonwealth of Kentucky, Andy Brashear, Governor. To all uh, those present come greetings. Know ye that the Honorable Mark Allen Carlisle is commissioned a Kentucky Colonel with all the rights, privileges, and so forth and so on that go on. And it's signed by Andy Bashir, Governor of Kentucky, and uh, by Michael Adams, who is the Secretary of State. Yay! So, Thank you, Wilbert. We are so glad that you are now, I want you to know that you are, as a Kentucky colonel, you're a Kentucky colonel for life. Uh, nobody ever take that away from you. And the Kentucky colonel is not an honorary thing. It, uh, you are actually a colonel in the Kentucky militia. I don't have to serve again. I've but already you, served <laughs> once. But you don't have to serve again. Okay. Uh, in addition to that, we have an organization which is called the Honorable Order of Kentucky Colonels, which HOKC, you'll hear it called, which is a voluntary organization which does just what you do. That's what we're there for, the Good Works Program. Um, we have a chapter here in Southern Ohio called the, or Southeastern Ohio Kentucky Colonels, and we would like to invite you to become an active member of our group if you so desire. That is a voluntary thing. You decide if you wanted to be in the HOKC or not. That's up to you. That does not take away your Kentucky colonelship. That only, you are either a member of the organization or you're not. But we have here, you can read those over. There's our uh, uh, bylaws and our, uh, our charter agreement. We're now, we are a chartered chapter now. So if we're really pleased to have you and uh, I well, would think it should have been long done a long time ago. I don't think so. It's not me that's doing the uh, Feed My Starving Children. It's collaboration between all kinds of organizations, oh, churches, I, and individuals. I, I just sort of I understand that. co-host. But that's only one of the things that you get well, have been involved in. Uh, I we could start naming dozens of well, others. We don't we don't have to do that, Wilbur. <laughs> some of them are real reputable, and some of them, well, <laughs> yeah, we're not going to talk about all the secret handshakes and the other yeah, things that yeah, happen behind the scenes, are kidding, we? But no. we are. Uh, we we were kind of dubious about what was going to happen here this morning because we'd heard about you not feeling real well, and. Uh, I've been out with COVID. I think she gave it to me. I did. We were arguing on who got sick first. Oh. <laughs> so um, your wife texted me on Sunday and said, he'll be there. So, oh, so she knew, oh, didn't she? Oh, she's in on it, too. Oh, she's been in on it. 
your son wives and, are sneaky well, that your way. wife and yeah. son have been uh, I've had this for a while and your wife and son have been collaborating in that they've been being sure that they check the mail to be sure you don't get any mail from the Kentucky colonels till we had this chance. I just get the bills. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's the way it goes. So the important mail. We'll get out of here and uh, let you get back to your uh, intended interview. Uh, well, thank you very much. Appreciate it, gentlemen. We're, we're yeah. sure glad to have you and uh, everyone uh, be with one of us. Or be one of us, I guess. <laughs> That's right. Thanks again. Well, there you go. See? We'll expect you guys next year if we do Feed My Starving Children well. Well, sure. <laughs> well, well he just suckered you are, right into it, didn't he? <laughs> we are required to do uh, some good work projects during the year as part of our chapter. So that, that's one of the things we did this year. Well, very good. Thank you. Well, thank you, gentlemen. That's very kind of you to and come thank in. Thank you all for letting us. Uh, of course, it's our pleasure. Thank you, guys. Y'all are so kind. See, we're sneaky, aren't we, Mark? I guess. <laughs> He's like, I guess. Next so. time, I will question whether or not Pete is legitimate when he invites me. <laughs> Well, it is legitimate. We had legitimate things to talk about and legitimate uh, presentations to, to give. So congratulations on that. Thank you very much. Well-deserved and uh, very, very cool. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was a rude to get you in here. I will say that. But we are also very, very proud of um, the work that you do for Feed My Starving Children and, and all of that. And I mean, the fact that, like you said, 300 um, Somalian children are going to, to not starve to death just because what what was done in little old Jackson, Ohio. I mean, that's that's something. Yeah, we've done over 650,000 meals now since 2017. And Unbelievable. if we continue to do so, we may hit a million here before too awful long. Can you believe it? I mean, <laughs> isn't that so cool? All we need is more collaboration with people who want to join together with our organization and others in supporting this. Of course, I know there's a lot of things to support, especially around Thanksgiving and Christmas. But I think it's one of those things that it's best to do in October. Uh, otherwise, people are on vacation during the summer and things like that. Yes. So it is difficult to put on schools in session and the kids are able to get out sometimes to uh, come and share in the, the activities. They seem to have a good time doing so. Yeah, absolutely. And um you know, and seeing some of the videos and, and pictures and whatever, you know, you're do you're doing good, but you're also having a really good time while you're doing that. And, and, uh, it's kind of win-win for everybody, you know, could, <clears throat> I was just wondering if there were, I mean, you guys have a ton of volunteers, but if there were more people or more money, uh, involved, would you all be able to do more meals? We've done over uh, 200,000 at a time instead of 100,000. 100,000 and 88 is the minimum you can do okay. for a packing session. But we have, uh, when Pastor Dave Roach was here, we did over 200 and some thousand. And in fact, even though we had made that as our commitment, there was still product on the truck. So we went ahead and completed every bit of grain that was on the truck. Wow. And that required a whole lot more people because we're doing twice as many packing sessions. So that would probably be a Friday, Saturday uh, or more, probably three or four sessions on a Friday and three or four sessions on a Saturday. This time we only had four sessions, two on uh, Friday and two on Saturday. So the facility actually, as you do have to, you know, convert uh, the Family Life Center into a USDA I mean, packing facility, this is a, a really, really big deal. Um, but you have the space to do it uh, if, if more people would be interested or, or wanted to get involved right. or partner with you guys. If we could get some partners, fantastic. it would be a lot easier to be done. That's correct. Yeah. Especially on the financial part. Um, we can set it up pretty easy because we've done it so many times before. We were pleased that this time we had Aubrey, which is one of the uh, Feed My Starving Children staff members. I believe she's from Minnesota. She 
was here on her last Feed My Starving Children campaign. Yep. So we took the T-shirt that we had, which you see on the screen now. The green one was given, although we still have extra blue ones and red ones and orange ones, I do believe. But we signed it with all of the volunteers. So she took that home as her last packing session. Aubrey's the one standing there beside the truck uh, where the space is between the right and the left side. That's awesome. Uh, so 504 volunteers or thereabouts all signed to give her that as a memento as she moves on to another career choice. You know, and you have to think that the, this organization, you know, people like Aubrey travel all over the country, you know, doing these packing sessions and things like that. And um, such a just such a wonderful organization and so organized, <laughs> very organized to be able to do all of this. So, um, but the fact of the matter is, uh, if there's one child, just one, um, that gets to eat because of this, it's all worth it. It is. It's a great joy for the people who come together, for the children to come together. Uh, if you go to our website, uh, https forward slash forward slash jacksonchrist.com. One of the pictures is of one of our uh, young gentlemen that was packing, and he's doing a great job. He's not very old, but he is doing a great job packing. It's one of the header slides that comes up at the beginning of our uh, uh, website. You know, love that. And and that's the, the cool thing is whether, you know, I was talking with my mom who uh, came and volunteered and she can't stand, but she was like, I was able to sit and label things and whatever. And she's like, we had so much fun. Uh, it was a good time and everybody can participate. Every pack has a label specific to where it was packed and when it was packed and an expiration date, lot number and things like that so that they know where the food comes from in case they have an incident of something being lost, such as a ring or something. But normally, everybody band-aids over their rings or their jewelry, or uh, they take them off for yeah. safety's sake. Yep, that's absolutely right. Um, but so there's there's a little bit of something to do for everybody. and uh, Every age group, we can get yeah. you in there and you can have a good time. So tell us what, if, you know, it's not too late. Can, can people still help your organizations? People can still donate to uh, upcoming Feed My Starving Children projects. Our pastor, Pastor Tim Wall, asked if we were going to do it uh, next year, and I'm not sure yet. I need to get together with the leadership board of the church and figure out if there is a desire to do so. Uh, Obviously, it costs. Yes, it's around thirty thousand dollars for uh, one hundred and one thousand eighty-eight meals, costing twenty-nine cents a meal or a dollar seventy-four a packet. Those meals have to be prepaid by the organization that's putting on the mobile pack, not prepaid necessarily. But there's three payments: the first payment is a third, the second payment's a third, and the last payment is due sixty days after the event. So somewhere around. Christmas, mm -hmm. <laughs> we are responsible for paying the last bill. Fortunately, we have received enough funding to do that uh, through a large gift of $5,000 given by a member of our church and his wife. Wow. Uh, but if we didn't have that and we didn't have some seed money for next year, because uh, we came into this project with a $14,000 seed wow. project okay. from gifts that were given the years before. So Obviously, yes, it's something that we'd like to do every year, but it does take time and it does take a lot of people uh, working together, not only sending out letters to businesses and organizations, but flyers and things of that nature, telephone calls. And we didn't get all the people that we normally get. I'm not sure why, probably because of COVID or something like that. Yeah, uh -huh. But we did get a lot of people and we were blessed to have them come and join us. The picture you see on the screen over there is Jackson Middle School students who came uh, and awesome. come every year. We used to get uh, the little Leos, uh, haven't seen them for a year or so, but this is the student health as well as student council, I believe, and they were at two different times. I don't think they were just one time. Uh, the screen that you saw before was of uh, an orientation meeting that we hold at the church in the sanctuary. So all the people come together 
in their shift uh, and get a preliminary of what's going to happen, what their responsibilities are, what jobs uh, they can fulfill if they can't stand for two hours. Uh, we do have sitting jobs to put on the labels. Yep. Uh, and also it gives them a little information about how these things will be distributed. So once we get them in there, they get their free t-shirt and move on to the packing stations. And then once they complete the two hour shift, they give them a total. We did around 27,000 meals packed in a two hour shift. Wow. So we had four two hour shifts and that gave us our 101,088 meals. Actually, we were ahead of schedule for the last shift so we didn't have to work as hard as we did the others, but we were minus quite a few people on the third shift. It didn't show up for some reason or another. Okay. So we need to just keep on keeping on, keep those folks uh, interested. And, you know, you're exactly right. There are so many things out there for people to do, so much that takes their time and, and money and, and whatever. But this is such a wonderful thing that you all do every year. And um, just so many kids benefit from it all over the world. Christ calls us to serve, and one part of yes. service is your time. Not only just your money, but also your time. And two hours worth of time once a year is not a whole lot to expect from an organization or a community to come together to support others that are in more need than yourselves. You're right. Very well said. And uh, we appreciate the fact that um, that you do help kind of spearhead this and get everybody going in the right direction. Um, and I know, like you said earlier and, and very humbly, but, uh, you know, it does take an army to do this, but, uh, somebody has got to lead the pack. So thank you for doing what you do as well. Well, thankfully we have pastor Tim wall and his family who were instrumental in also working through this. And we had a pretty good sized committee that actually came together to put flyers out, letters out and organize the t-shirt situation. The t-shirts do not come from any funds that are generated through the Feed My Starving Children campaign. All money given to that campaign stays for the purpose of meals alone. Yes. T-shirts are purchased by two or three individuals as a gift to the community of coming together in one cause, one purpose, as Jackson County cares to support others. Yep. So thank you to everybody that came out. Um, and if it's something that you can find in your heart, uh, <laughs> pencil it in for next year, right? <laughs> well, that's yet to be decided, but we'll let you know one way or the other. I have a feeling you're going to pull it off. You always do. We hope so. Yes. And congratulations on being selected Kentucky Colonel. That's a pretty cool honor as well. Thank well you deserved much. as well. So, all right. Well, our good friend, Mark Carlisle, we want to thank you for stopping by today. Sorry about the deception, but I figure you, you'll forgive us for I don't know. I that. might not trust Pete for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Pete, he's sneaky. I'll tell you. He is, he is sneaky that way. Well, thank you so much for coming in. Hope you feel better. <laughs> well, I feel pretty good. <laughs> and we will be seeing you soon. Thank you. All right. Thanks for stopping by. <coughs> Pardon me. All right. Our good friend Jeremiah is here in the studio. I won't cough on you, Jeremiah. I promise. I think I'm good now. I don't know. I don't know what planet I'm on, but it's fine. Okay. It's all good. Where am I? Where Who is am I? Who are you? Where are you? Yes. Welcome. Welcome Glad back. to have you here. We we missed you. Did you? Dylan. I know Dylan, Dylan did. <laughs> Dylan missed you last he week. He sent me a message. He was like, "Yeah, this is not. This is not like the same." <laughs> he 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 puddled through, but he he did fine. Um, Monday was a little interesting with him jumping back and forth, but I would have come in and helped, but Pete had me on a strict deadline of getting stuff done before the holidays, so I wasn't allowed to. It happens. Wasn't allowed to come in. So. It happens. So, what is going on uh, news wise? I have been out of the loop for a little while, so I don't really know myself what's going on. Uh, well, I, you know, we we had the holidays. So, yeah. You know, we got to spend a couple of days uh, out of the office and with family, but I did work uh, Saturday mm -hmm. over the weekend. Um, Wilson Ohilco Society held their Christmas event. Yes, on that's Saturday. right. 
and uh, it was a little little different this year. Um, you know, I I've done a few stories on this. Um, the um, Christmas treats on Wilson Streets event uh, used to be put on by the Wilson Main Street. Yes, and earlier this year there was some uh, uh, some struggle in that organization with membership. And, yeah. Um, it was in the fall, I think September or so. It might have been October. I can't remember now. They had a vote to sure. um, hand off their two biggest events to the Wellston and Hilco Society, who puts on the Wellston and Hilco Festival, mm-hmm. which is the Ohio Hill Country yes. Festival. And um, so they they passed uh, this Christmas treats on Wilson Streets off to them. I'm glad along... you can spit that out because I sure as hell. Well, I got to look at it because if not, I'd mess it up. <laughs> um, they passed. He can't say sesquicentennial. Sesquicentennial. But he can say that. <laughs> yeah. You I, did so I, well. I You're it, on yeah. it today. Yep. So um, they they passed that event along with the uh, celebration of our nation event. So. Um, you'll probably see some changes come to that yeah. possibly they i'm sure they'll keep some of the traditional uh, events with that i would assume but um it, it was it was a little different this year um they you know the it used to be an all-day thing where people were invited downtown okay. to shop and uh the wilson hilco society and it used to always be the first saturday in december mm-hmm. so they moved it back to the saturday after thanksgiving okay last saturday in november and they they did that because that Saturday was the um, was small business Saturday. Okay. So that was one aspect, and they did it so that it um, coincided with their Wellston and Hilco lights. Very good. So we we have some pictures. Here is me. <laughs> With Santa Claus. Well, I'm glad that you're not sitting on Santa's lap. I was going to be a I, little bit creeped out about that. Yeah, no, I did not sit on Santa's lap. <laughs> That's good. And um, any guesses who this Santa may be? We, we, we know him. He's an elected official here in the county. Somebody told me to ask if I... Somebody asked, did I steal that candy cane <laughs> from that Santa? And I said, I would not want to steal that candy cane from that particular Santa. Oh, okay. <laughs> Elected official in the county. In the county. Ooh. Yeah, he, he may have uh, some handcuffs underneath that <gasps> jacket. Would that be our sheriff? That is Sheriff Frazier right oh there. Oh, my gosh. Yes, you don't <laughs> want to steal anything from Ted Frazier. Right? Yeah, so um, <laughs> they, I guess they had like a cancellation or like the Santa had double booked or something uh-huh. that they had booked for the event. Well, Santa's busy this time of the year. You understand why uh, yes. he could get a little messed up. A little messed up. And um, I guess they made rounds to see who wanted to play Santa. And they, Ted's like, I'll do it. <laughs> and I asked him, I said, have you ever played Santa before? And he said, no, the first time well god knows he has the voice for it yeah so um i have another cute i don't know if did you ever get the other santa picture there's another uh, cute there's another cute photo that i took after i got my picture this little little guy um looking at santa like who is this is that a real baby <laughs> yeah yeah it's a 10 month old uh, i don't cute. have the name is a 10 month old boy i don't have the name here in front of me i forgot to grab oh my, my sheet. gosh he I, looks like a doll yeah he was so sweet he just sat there Aww. and he kept looking up at santa like <laughs> who is this i don't know whether i'm fascinated or terrified one or the other yeah so um there's Santa in the gazebo, but you can just throw pictures up and we'll talk about it and then I can touch on some other stuff. So, you know, the, the is big... Is that new this year? Did I read that? Or has that been there? That uh... uh, Hilco Lights? Mm-hmm. No, the Hilco Lights has been going on for several years. No, I mean that actual... The signage? Yes. The, signage. No, the signage has been there for a okay. few years as well. Um, they've had it in different places. I know they added some things, didn't they? Yeah, they, this year? there is some new stuff that they added. So I think I have cool. some photos. Um, those nut, nutcrackers, I think, may be new. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. The, um, the signage has been in different places. The last couple of years, they've hung it in this uh, general area. Usually, in years past, it's been like along Railroad Avenue there at the front of the display. Um, you can throw up another one, Dylan. What else you got? Um, so, this was a part of the Christmas oh. streets on Wilson Streets. The Wilson and Hilco Society took their booths that they use for the Wilson and Hilco Festival. What? This lined, is like Hallmark movie that stuff. That is what I said. Walking oh my God, through that's it. so cool. It was like a scene from a Hallmark movie. They had the twinkling lights hanging. They took the little booths and they put them on. So this is Railroad Avenue. 
next to Pride Park, and they really had cool. they had these lining like this with lights going, on, and there was vendors in each one of those. Love that back and forth, and uh, there was a lot of people that came out to check out the uh, the different vendors. But that, that was the awesome. uh, that was called the Mistletoe Market, and uh, I told the organizers, I said when I walked around the corner and seen that, you know, because the wife. You know, we watch a lot of Hallmark movies. Yeah. It reminded me of yeah, a scene sure. from a Hallmark movie. Now, that won't be there. You know, all that was just for the opening of this event okay. to go along with that so event. So cool, though. But that was uh, really cool go, that guys. they uh, that they had. Um, here is the uh, the 30-foot uh, tree that they do out of, from the flagpole. Yes. Using the Christmas lights. So if you like have Christmas not tree. seen this, I'm telling you. It's really pretty. I, it is. In person, yes. Absolutely stunning it is and uh here's uh, another thing that they had uh, it was uh, i think they said about a 20 foot tunnel of lights that, that you could cool. walk through um neat. it's neat that it's near the depot there so i kind of got the wellston it's kind of a nice little photo I yeah like. that's so good this was i think this may have been something new um mm -hmm. it, it's a photo prop you can actually i think climb up in it from yep. the other side there's steps and you can take your picture, and it's really neat if you did get your picture taken there because if you framed it right, you could get that tree in the background like I got. Yeah. And uh, I was trying to watch where I stepped because they had the lights unplugged that lit that up, and uh, I <laughs> was trying not to step on anything. <laughs> but they, they have um, scattered about the different photo props, and this is one of them. And you can see there's a star hung on the backside of the sleigh there. Yes. It has a QR code on it. And I guess if you scan that QR code, it will give you like a frame. Yes. For the picture. Yep. I was reading I didn't something try about it. that. I didn't try it, but that's there too. Very, very cool. Was that all the pictures, Dylan? Yeah. Okay. So that that's uh, some of the pictures I took. I did. I do what I do every year and I walked through all the trees and took a picture of every single tree. About how many do you think There's, they have this they year? They told me 116. 116 trees in Pride Park. Um, you have those different little photo spots. I did see that there's a, a nativity scene there somewhere. I'm okay. not sure how I missed it. I, I it must <laughs> have been. There's a lot of stuff. There's there, a lot of that's stuff, why. but it looked like it looked like it may be along Railroad Avenue. I, I seen the Hilco had posted some pictures on their page. Yeah, and I was like, where was that at? So I don't know if they <laughs> set that up after, or it, maybe it was on the back side of that mistletoe market. Yeah, and I, you know, I didn't walk back there. I'd walk through it, so I wouldn't have seen it. You know. Well, but, listen, there is. It is absolutely, as I said, breathtaking and stunning. And no matter what evening you show up there. Of course, it would have been great to be there for the opening right. kind of deal, but um, well, if you can't be, I'm telling you. We, so if you weren't there for the opening, um, well, I'll talk a little bit more about the lights here. But we do have the countdown and the official lighting of the park here for you. Really? Yeah, we got it. Christmas trees on Wilson Streets slash Neo Hillco lights, and we are ready to do the official lighting. So if we can do a countdown from ten. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. We want to thank everybody for coming out tonight. We want to thank everybody who has bumped us in this video. And we hope everybody sticks around for a little bit longer for the there you go. There was the official lighting Yay. of uh, Wellston and Hilco lights there in Pride Park. That's in Wellston, Ohio. For anybody that's listening outside of the area. I do want to say that this year, that light display has gained statewide attention. As this year, it is one of 70 listed on the Ohio Department of Development's 2023 Holiday Lights Trail. <gasps> So that holiday lights trail that they put out with the little light bulbs on it, you know, and it's like so these are cool. displays you want to check out. That's awesome. Um, Wellston is on there, and uh, they they gave all the credit to Grant Plummer and Tammy Phillips uh -huh. for doing all the hard work to get them on that map this year. Yes. Um, some nearby locations here in Southern Ohio, they're on that map. Um, you know, the number one one would be Galpolis. Of course. And I haven't made it down there yet, but I've oh. seen some pictures on Facebook. It looks, you know, good like it always does. Yes. I'll have to go down and check it out. Um, Portsmouth, Beaver, and Chillicothe 
are also on that list here oh, for Southern Ohio. Really? For so displays. I think the one in Beaver it may be the um, the Wild the, West. The, yeah. What's I can't that think called? of what it's called. What is the, that place um, called? Dogwood Pass. Dogwood Pass, I think, may have been it. I, I, I didn't look. I didn't click to see the individual. Chill Coffee, where did, I think did they it do it may be. Park? I think Yachtangy Park, okay. I think, is. I think they do a display up there as well. Very cool. Don't quote me on that. And then Portsmouth, I'm not sure. Portsmouth, they just do been, the downtown. Is it just the downtown? Uh, like crazy, okay. yeah. Yeah, uh, they but they have a list you can get on and uh, check that out. And it kind of gives, I think, a little description of each one on there but i wanted to make sure i noted that but you saw the people that was so gathered good. down there for the official yes. lighting um and like i was saying before the wilson street or the christmas streets on wilson streets used to be an all-day thing they shifted it to like a late afternoon mm-hmm. evening to run into that lighting so things down there kind of got underway around three o'clock that's awesome and ran until it was about eight o'clock or so when i left i had got walked through took a picture of each of the 116 trees and took some other snapshots. They were still so they had a Chinese auction. Okay. In addition to this, and they were still drawing for that Chinese auction. Wow. And the money from the Chinese auction, I think, was and they also had a silent reef auction. Okay. The Chinese um, auction money was going towards the fund for the fireworks because the you know they're over the celebration yes. of our nation. And then I believe that the silent reef auction that they had, that money was going to the Wilson Fire Department's Firefighters for Kids yes. toy drive that they have up there Big in the Wilson School deal. District. Yep. So those funds were going towards that. And they had all that set up just down from that mistletoe market. So it was all kind of right there on Road Avenue all together. So cool. It was nice and packaged. And, you know, you could um, also shop in the downtown area. A lot of the businesses were open. And uh, I know they had a gingerbread house contest that the Wilson Active Day did. I didn't make it over there in time before they kind of closed that. But I think that okay. display may be there um, That's you know, fun. for a little while. It's have you ever in, made a gingerbread house? I don't know that I have. Maybe as a kid. I feel like I remember making one as a kid. Um, but the folks from Active Day did this and they had a contest. And they're on display at Lockard's Insurance. Inside there is where you can see those. And that holiday display you saw with all the lights should be on each evening throughout the season. And um, I'm trying to think. There was something else. Oh, they had a $500 cash giveaway. I don't have a picture of the okay. winner. But they, they so that was something that was always a part of that Christmas streets on Wilson Streets. You visited the downtown businesses. There were boxes. You could fill out your name, put it in the box. Gotcha. And they would do a draw lane at um like a tree they used to have a tree lighting at the mayor building yes at the did. city yeah. building yeah. and um so anyway that was something that they kind of brought back and was doing with this the big winner was a mindy jackson okay was the big winner for that 500 dollars cash giveaway so she's got a little extra cash congrats yeah christmas Heck yeah christmas shopping or whatever you know she may need need with that but um i think that Pretty much runs down so all the all the events. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Tell me um, some of your favorite trees. You said you went by and took pictures of all of the trees. I did. Did any stand out to you? Like that you here. were like, "Holy crap, this is awesome!" Well, there's there's always a bunch of um, folks that put up trees and their um, repeat offenders. From I say repeat offenders. That's probably not a good. <laughs> that sounds like they're criminals. <laughs> they're um they appear every year. Mm. How about that? They kind of do the same theme every year. The same yeah. same theme every year. And um, I know I know my my buddy um my buddy Jamie Mosley. He he lives in South Point now, but he's a big Stillers fan. Okay. And there's um, a girl that we went to high school with. She has a tree down there. And every year, she always decorates it up with the stillers. When I see it, I think of him. Uh-huh. And it's like, I need to send him a message to see how he's <laughs> doing, you know. But they there's all kinds of um, different trees. I didn't, there, there's none that, you know, there's been years past where there's some that's just like real wild looking, you know. And I don't think there was really any this year that was really out there. Too crazy. Too crazy or anything like that. Um, it, there was one tree out of the 116 that was not decorated. And they were supposed to all have been decorated prior to the event. That was the decoration. It wasn't decorated. That's the that's the decoration. That's the decoration. But um, 
But yeah, I I don't know if I have a favorite per se. Okay. They're I mean they're all you know they're all really pretty. I just and each one's kind of decorated with a different theme. I didn't send any of these to Dylan, but I will do a photo gallery on the telegramnews.com. Oh, that's great. You can get on there and you can click through them all and maybe you can tell me what your favorite tree is. Yeah, we would love to know. And of course, there's nothing like seeing them in person. Right. Though. You got to go down and oh see them in gosh. person. I tell you, when we went down and, and hung out with Santa last year and rode the Santa float and did that whole uh, deal, I think that was last year. Or was that last year or the year before? I don't know. Might have been the year before last. Time, time flies. But anyway, um, man, oh man, being down in that park, it was just like, and being on that float and seeing the kids and seeing how excited they are and how excited people are it's just there's no words that you just can't put that into words right it's so beautiful and so cool and the feeling is just indescribable and a lot of a lot of these trees you know they're done you know by organizations but a lot of them are done in memory of yeah. somebody that you know we've lost over the years. Yeah. So um, it's always neat to walk through and see you know somebody's memory living on yeah. through the decorated Christmas tree. For sure. But um, it's really neat. Be sure to go check it out. Um, for anybody that's watching that may not know where I'm talking about, this is in the city of Wellston, and it's on it's along Railroad Avenue between um, it's between Second Street and Broadway Street. It's Pride Park there. You can't miss it. Can't miss it. Look for the depot. They got the depot decorated really nice this year. Um, they, they, I feel like they've done a little extra um, like touches here and there this year. I don't know. They're trying to make it look real good, you know, because they're on the map this year. Mm -hmm. You know, just adding some extra flair, you know, here That's and there. Awesome. The gazebo was really um, decorated up real nice. Um, they got a nice reef out in front of it and everything, but. Um, it's really nice. Um, I know you talked about the, uh, the lion's float yeah. that'll be coming up, uh, this Saturday. Um, Wellston Lions Club will be doing their, mm -hmm. um, Christmas parade. Uh, it should be, I feel like it's usually one o'clock. I'd have to check the time on that. Does okay. that sound about right? One o'clock. Uh, yeah, it's, it's usually it's in the afternoon. afternoon. Usually yeah. in the afternoon. There's all kinds of Christmas stuff going on. Um, that first Saturday in December, which I would have uh, printed off my sheet, um, but I don't have it here. But I will say, you know, Jackson will be doing all their stuff this coming Saturday. Oak Hill will be doing theirs as well. And then uh, the Village of Colton will also be lighting Lens Tree. We've talked yes. about that in the past. Lynn Humphreys um, was a resident there in the village. And I, me and Kim was talking about this and I'd look back. I, I, it was either 2015 or 2016 was when they planted the tree mm -hmm. that like spring or summer and then they decorated it that uh christmas for uh lynn humphreys yeah and uh so they're having that celebration again um it'll kind of be bittersweet this year because um you know this is kim's last year yeah. and uh she'll be she'll be she'll be done come the end of december and her husband will be stepping into <laughs> her uh, high hills and uh see how he does <laughs> running the village so. that's right but um uh, pete may have more information on um, all that so i'll uh give my give my chair over to him all right thank you jeremiah what a wonderful um you know display and thank you for bringing some of that to us it's no problem uh, you got to make sure you get out there uh, before before the end of the year you to have see to it. see you it, it see in it person, person. It's always nice to see it in person. And um, yep. in, in addition to, you know, they got a bunch of different, just a bunch of different photo opportunities out there um, for you to take. I, I can see a lot of possibilities out there for pictures. So for sure. All right. So Sounds we'll give, great. hopefully Pete brought some of the Christmas stuff. And uh, I know the downtown Jackson Association uh, is doing some stuff too. The 12 yes. days of Christmas. There's going to be an ice skating ring in downtown, Jen. What? Yeah. So can you maybe maybe it? he can talk to some of that. Yes. But uh, I'll give my chair over to him. All right. Come on over, Pete. Thank you so much, Jeremiah. So how are you? I'm doing fine. Hey, we You're we a crowned, sneaky little booger. We crowned a new Kentucky colonel today. We did. He's uh said that he may or may not trust you ever again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was a collaborator, a conniver. 
a conspirator. <laughs> a yeah, all that stuff. I mean, but they did it to me. They 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 gave they gave me the Pearl Harbor routine too. Yes, didn't, that's didn't right. know that was happening. So, uh, but that makes it that makes it a little bit more fun. But uh, seriously, uh, congratulations to Mark Carlisle. Uh, likes to work behind the scenes, yeah. and some sometimes those are the most deserving people. For sure. And what he has done over the years with that feed my starving children. You know, when you just consider the numbers. Mm. Uh, of people that are involved in that and uh, obviously all the legwork that has to take place to make it happen then and then for it to unfold and be conducted you know he yep. is certainly a pillar of that so congratulations to him and also we've got to give Wilbur McCormick a toast because uh, he is the king of the Kentucky colonels around here he is and he is so He's he, sneaky he, too. He, he is sneaky but he is also <laughs> thoughtful and thinks of deserving people in the community and uh you know, if he didn't have his connections and do his legwork, and it is a process, yep. you know, you just don't, um, you know, call and get a certificate mailed to you or anything, no. you know, you have to, you know, you get vetted a little bit. It's a bit. big thing. You get vetted a little bit. And so, uh, you know, certainly we, we thank him. We thank him as well. But uh, anyway, we do have some other news to report. Um, we, there is a lot of Christmas stuff coming our way that, you know, we'll talk about uh, maybe a little later in the week. We'll touch on it lightly here because we have some other uh, news uh, to cover here. Uh, I'm going to start off with a big success story in the village of Oak Hill. And we have touched on it uh, time and again this year. And that, of course, is sesquicentennial year in Oak Hill. That's right. And at some point during the year, early in the year, they decided they want to do something that went past this year, an enduring tribute to the village. For sure. That yeah. would be a big, that would be a big, uh, that would be a big boost to the village. And, uh, would be, uh, frankly, something that they could carry forward past this year uh, that would be a symbol of the sesquicentennial and also, uh, you know, a focal point in the village and maybe even create some tourism. And, of course, I am referring to the world's largest acorn project. <gasps> Probably some people thought, you know, can they make this happen? Because they wanted to come up since, you know, Oak Hill. They wanted to come up with the world's largest acorn. Of course, right. they had to do some research to find out yeah. what that would have to be. <laughs> Is there another and they, they found large out they're, acorn? They're the big <laughs> one in Raleigh, North Carolina. Raleigh, North Carolina is a little bigger in Oak Hill, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Right. So they had to come up with something bigger than what is in Raleigh, North Carolina, and then, of course, raise the money to pay for it. And they have been doing that all year. Yes. And at the last chamber meeting, they were able to announce that they hit their fundraising goal really? for that metal sculpture, which was... $25,000. That's wow. now that is for the sculpture itself. It will go up in Central Memorial Park there. Uh, as soon as it's done, it hasn't been done yet. They've got a design. They're keeping the design under wraps because they want it to be a big surprise and all. So and, cool. And they are still fundraising for some uh, related type things that they need. For instance, they want to add some cameras, landscaping, landscaping. They want to do a sign, you know, uh, sure. recognizing the donors and like that. Yeah. So so the acorn's going to happen, but they want to raise this other money too, which may add another five thousand to it. So you can still donate to this project through the Oak Hill Chamber of Commerce. But the big news was that it will be bigger than the current world's largest acorn in Raleigh, North Carolina, and that goes all the way back <laughs> yeah. to 1992, and that was when Raleigh had its bicentennial. And this is, of course, Oak Hill's sesquicentennial, which means 150 years. Uh, Oak Hill uh, was uh, formed back in 1873. There were people there before, but the village itself goes back to 1873. Romar Metal Fabricating, appropriately a local company, yep. is designing the Oak Hill Acorn. Uh, they have a smaller model that has been made. As I said, you know, no one has been able to see that except, you know, the inner circle. Uh, but <laughs> they hope Curtis Strickland, the president of the Oak Hill Chamber and other officers and leaders there, hope that not only will this be a point of local pride, but, you know, people that are traveling through or whatever, what, the largest acorn is in that park? I want to go see We've it. We've got to go stop and see it, right? I, I know you, you see a lot of that, you know, when you're traveling through, see the world's largest this or that or whatever, or the world's only whatever, you know, you're, yeah. it, gets, it piques your curiosity. So Oak Hill, it, it, it hasn't happened yet, but it is going to happen. Uh, and so, as I said, they have to finish uh, the actual metal sculpture. Uh, they don't have a date yet. They didn't want to name a date until they know everything uh, sure. is on track. But it will be next so year. So exciting! It'll, it'll be, it'll be sometime. So it'll be sometime next year, probably in the first part of the year. But 
Very exciting news for uh, Oak Hill, everybody in Oak Hill, and hats off to the Oak Hill Area Chamber of Commerce for making it happen, for dreaming big. Yeah. I mean, literally big. Love that. And, and for, uh, you know, for all the people that made it happen. Because, you know, they, they got some nice donations, but I believe it was, as they said, it takes a village. I think there were a lot of small donations that were part of that effort as well. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, on the political front, uh, you know, 2024 is going to be a really big year. We elect a president. Yep. Uh, in this state, we're also going to elect a United States senator. And towards that, uh, we had one of the top Senate candidates in Jackson last week. It was on Monday, and it was Matt Dolan. Okay. Uh, that name is familiar to some of you. He ran for United States Senate in 2022 as a Republican when J.D. Vance ended up getting elected. Okay. Dolan was one of the uh, candidates that also ran, uh, and he is current state senator uh, on the Finance Committee, uh, has a, a pretty prestigious record there in the state Senate, and he is one of three candidates who is running on the Republican side for the seat currently held by the Democrat, Sherrod sure, Brown, who's sure. been in there several terms and is very popular. So, you know, whoever is nominated on the Republican side, uh, you know, will have to take out Sherrod Brown, which won't be easy. Yeah. However, Ohio as a whole has voted Republican in recent elections. So we'll see what happens there. But Mr. Dolan uh, was at a local meet and greet event. It was actually regional. There were people from other counties there. And uh, we had a story in the paper uh, last Saturday, and so you can check that out online or in the in the in the print edition. But uh, his other uh, his other uh, challengers are Bernie Marino, who also ran for United States Senate two years ago, and the current Ohio Secretary of State Frank LaRose. Now that is Matt Dolan on the right. Many people may not know his face or whatever. He's from Cuyahoga County. He believes that. He has the best chance to win in the general election if he can be nominated in the primary. That's because he is from Cuyahoga County, which is a Democratic stronghold. You know, okay. the cities tend to vote Democratic in this state. Yeah. And he has always, he's been able to be elected from Cuyahoga County. So he thinks he would have the best chance against Sherrod Brown. And that's one of these pitches. Now, the guy on the left is a famous guy, too. You may not know his face, but chances are if you're involved in athletics or sports, you know his name, Jimmy Haslam. He is the owner of the Cleveland Browns. Oh. Uh, he has owned the Browns for several years. He spent a lot of money trying to make the Browns a better team, and they, they've got a very good team. They've had some adversity this year uh, with injuries. They've lost their best running back. Uh, Deshaun Watson is injured. He is their high-priced quarterback, but they are still uh, right near the top of the division. The Ravens are in first place, but the Browns and the Steelers are right behind them. And Jimmy is a very committed owner. He is also a close friend of Matt Dolan. He was with him there at that meet and greet, which is at the Stockroom 601, as you can see from the picture there uh, that you're looking at. Uh, but Jimmy is also his campaign finance director, and he was urging some of the people there to, you know, support the campaign financially because uh, it's going to take a lot of money, you know, when you run statewide. Sure. And uh, if the Dolan name means anything, uh, you know, we're talking about professional sports again. Matt's father, Larry Dolan, is the owner of the Cleveland Guardians. Okay. That's the baseball team that forever was the Indians yes. until PC came along. It's the Guardians now. <laughs> right. And uh, uh, Matt has worked with the team before in a high capacity, still supports it, of course, but now he is committed to run for the United States Senate seat in 2024. And that election cycle is going to come around very quickly. In a presidential year, the primaries in Ohio are in March yes. rather than in May. Yep. That's to, that, that's to uh, give Ohio a little bit more of a say in who gets elected, because if you wait until May, it may be decided and you're not in a position to be as influential with uh, who may be nominated for president, let alone these other seats like United States Senate. That, of course, goes through our local positions, too. A lot of countywide offices, the majority of countywide offices will be on the ballot in both Jackson and Vinton counties in March. Now, it's a partisan primary, so you were talking about Republicans and Democrats. Yes. If people are going to run as an independent candidate, they would not have to file that early. So you have more of that than you used to. All right, uh, moving on, uh, the city of Wellston uh, and the Wellston uh, Board of Education have some transition there involving David McWilliams. If you're from Wellston, you know who David McWilliams is. 
Uh, David has been involved with the Wellston School District and the city of Wellston and government for several decades. David, earlier this month, resigned as the interim city auditor in Wellston. He took that position when there was an opening there, and he uh, has a lot of financial experience, so I know they were glad to have him. The reason that he is resigning, first of all, it was just going to be an interim thing for sure. anyway through Temporary. the end of the year until yeah. we elected a new city auditor in Wellston, which we did. It's John C., better known as Chris Dupree. Yes. But David left because there was an opening for assistant treasurer in the Wellston City School District. Um, a woman by the name of uh, a woman by the name of uh, Laura Briggs left that position to become the treasurer in the Minford School District. That left okay. the assistant treasurer position open until they could find someone. David was willing to fill that position, and of course, he has tons of experience. He retired as the assistant city treasurer for the Wellston School District. Then he went on to serve the city of Wellston, first as a councilman and then as the city council president before he took on the interim city auditor position. But David now, uh, I believe, is already at work, or if not, he will be this week uh, at the uh, city of Wellston. In the meantime, Wellston doesn't have a city auditor. They have a deputy auditor, but uh, Anthony Brenner, the mayor of Wellston, has appointed John C. Dupree to be the interim city auditor through the end of the year. He's going to be the elected city auditor once the new year comes anyway. Yes. So, you know, musical it's chairs there, early. but try to explain <laughs> what is going on there. Okay, speaking of uh, city municipal government, another important meeting taking place tomorrow evening, 6 p.m. Uh, in Oak Hill. Oak Hill Village Council will meet. It's a regular meeting. But the village officials, I give uh, Council President Jennifer Hughes a lot of credit for this. We weren't able to cover the last meeting because we had uh, multiple meetings on the same night and we couldn't stretch. Okay. But she was good enough along to pass information that Council at that meeting had the first reading of an uh, ordinance that would, uh, of two ordinances. One would raise the, the uh, pay for village councilmen. The other would raise the salary of the village mayor. Uh, they've not had increases okay. for quite some time. Uh, and so if you're going to have raises, uh, if you're going to vote for raises, you can't do it in term. In other words, you can't be sitting there and give it to yourself. But new terms begin for some village council positions at the first of the year. And the, and the mayor, Paul McNeil, who was reelected, he is beginning a new term. Okay. So this would take effect for anyone who is starting new terms, if not this year, 2020, and not if not next year, 2024, it would be in 2026 after the 25 election. But they are going to have a vote. They, if they don't hear a lot of feedback, they may go ahead and vote to approve that. We publicized it in the paper. Uh, we had an article uh, on page two in our Saturday paper. It's online as well. So if you want to know the details of what the proposed salary increases are, you can. Uh, they're fairly modest, especially when you consider that, uh, you know, you don't do it for right. the money, right. those type of jobs. And uh, uh, they will maybe vote on that on the 28th. If not, they will do it at the next meeting. But you can't do it after the first of the year. Or if you do it, it won't take effect until two years later. It's set up that way. Oh. So, so you can't what. Feather your own nest, so as gotcha. to speak. All right. Um, a couple of other things to report on. Um, because we're running out of time, I wanted to remind you that the deer gun hunting season is underway. Yep. It started today. It will run through Sunday. And uh, there will be an extra weekend for the deer gun hunters uh, on December 18th and 19th. And if you're an archery hunter... You could start way back on September 30th, and that goes until, I think, the first week of February. And I remember ODNR, the High Division of Wildlife, has reported that there is actually more archery hunters now, or more deer taken by archery yeah. than by gun, and that is a big swing that's taken place over a number wild? of years. Yeah. And, well, part of it is the extended season, and part of it is some hunters considered a little more sporting. It's just sport, yeah. Right, exactly. But but be careful. Deer gun season in effect this week. And it's car season for deer. Just remember that. Oh, November is supposed <laughs> They're out to get no, you. <laughs> November is supposed to be. Well, well the, you don't want them any more than they want you. No, exactly. Put it that way. But uh, we're supposed to be a little bit more responsible if yeah. we're behind the wheel of a vehicle. 
All right, the American Legion in Wellston, they do one of the best Christmas season projects ever. They do the big food box yes. project. They are starting with signups now. Okay. And there are a limited number, but they started last Friday, November 24th. They'll go until Saturday, December 9th, or till they reach 250 calls. But all you have to do is call up uh, between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. Uh, and some in the zip codes of 45692, 45621, 45672, 45640, 45656, 45634, and 45651. I don't have all my zip codes memorized, but it sounds like it's not just in Wellston. It's in Jackson County, yeah. Vinton County, Oak Hill, yeah. here in the surrounding area. So um, you have to call to be able to get the food box. Uh, and the number to call is 740-384-5673. We do have that number. Uh, we're putting that out on the radio. It's also in the papers. Well, we'll be repeating that. But once again, once they get to 250 calls, there won't be any more. And they usually do yeah. hit that 250 number. But obviously, they get a lot of donations to make that happen. They have kids from the high school to come in and help pack. It's a real community. It's a big deal. Community cheer type thing. Yep. But they will give those food boxes away on Saturday, December the 23rd, just a couple days before Christmas. Hey, we want to tell you that in last Saturday's edition, it is winter sports season. Oh. And our winter sports preview uh, was out in last Saturday's paper. It was Section B. We certainly want to uh, thank uh, sports editor Todd Compston, a multimedia sports journalist, Brock Natter, uh, and uh, sports writer Red Thompson Jr. through doing all the work on yep. this. We had some help and cooperation from coaches and photographers and like that. But this is one of the best previews, I, local sports previews, I think you'll see anywhere in the state. Uh, we've got uh, in-depth profiles, previews of each of the local basketball teams, boys and girls, pictures, rosters, schedules, uh, pictures of the cheerleaders too on the back. So you want to check that out. That was in last Saturday's paper. It's a standalone section. It was section B of the paper. Awesome. The rest of the news was in section A. So that was the basketball preview. All right, we've run out of time a little bit, but one other thing I do want to tell you, tomorrow is Giving Tuesday. That is a charitable okay. thing where you can, uh, I mean, it, you can help anybody you want on Giving Tuesday if you show the initiative, but there's some places that are, are that have made a special appeal. One of them is the Lillian Jones Museum right okay. here in town. Um, th they are asking, you know, to consider donations to Lillian Jones Museum on that day and really any time throughout the year, but it is Giving Tuesday. So they, uh, the museum, according to, um, to uh, Ashley, according to Ashley Aldridge, who is the uh, director, they are seeking volunteers to fill various positions, including docents, uh, they need help with digitizing uh, material electronically and curating. You can also contribute monetary donations and help support the building and grounds, maintenance, curation, supplies, exhibitions, outreach programs, and equipment. Remember, the Lillian Jones Museum is nonprofit. It is operating off uh, estate money left by the late Lillian Jones, yes. of course. She left her house and some money. Yep. But, you know, they need to continue to operate into, perpu into uh, perpetuity. Yeah. Perpetuity. 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 We'll perpetuity. go with that. Right. That's a so, rough word to right. say. So that is that is that is coming up. So uh, hope for the homeless event is taking place at the Christ Church, the former Christ United Methodist Church. That's on Thursday, November 30th. The homeless committee does some very important work. We know that um, the number of homeless people is is underestimated. People don't understand. It's not necessarily people living under bridges and, and in the parks and under park benches. It's people that are couch surfing, even in cars sometimes. Correct. Much more of this than you might think. And the homeless committee behind more. the scenes works to uh, to alleviate that situation. Uh, but uh, that event will be on Thursday, uh, November 30th at the church from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. A chicken noodle dinner, drink and dessert for only $10. They'll also raise money through a Chinese auction and split the pot. The Grinch will be there. The Grinch and Santa Claus will be there through photos as well. And um, Jeremiah mentioned all the Christmas stuff going on. Yes. Uh, we do. Uh, I'm not sure when we're going to be back on Main Street TV. It might not be till the end of the week. So we do want to mention the 12 days of Christmas. Uh, that's the Jackson Downtown Association with other partners. Many businesses are uh, participating in that. Okay. But it's going to be 
Accords, the first 12 days of the month, December 1 through 12. And December 1 is Friday, remember. Can you believe it already? I know it's it's come around, but there's going to be something, at least something going on each of those 12 days. The biggest event or the biggest activity, without a doubt, it's going to create a lot of interest is the downtown ice skating rink. It's going to be at 272 Portsmouth Street, which I believe is the city parking lot across from your place. Okay. Is where it's going to be. And uh, it, you can... Uh, Ice skate for 30 minutes for only $5. What uh, uh, what uh, an opportunity go. are you going to get right outside in your hometown? Exactly. And that's going to be on December 1st through 4th. Uh, that would be uh, Friday through Monday, awesome. different times. But we're going to have details in our next edition of the paper. Of course, all kinds of Christmas season events, pre-Christmas events coming up on Saturday the 2nd uh, in Jackson, Oak Hill, Colton, there's the Santa Claus Parade, the Lions Club Santa Claus Parade in Wellston, even though they've already done the Ohilco Lights. That's this Saturday. And then downtown Christmas in MacArthur. That's also on Saturday. We'll tell you more about that last week. We have a uh, we have a overall story about all 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 those things tied up in one story that was in our on the front page of our Saturday paper. You can see all the details there. Otherwise, you're going to have to go seven or eight different places on Facebook to see that stuff. So, so don't go to the trouble. We, Use us. We, we coordinated all that, all that That's material right. and some we got on our own. Uh, but all that is in one story that is posted free on our website. And uh, there's a link to Facebook on there. And plus it's on the front page of our paper. So Jennifer, we run over a little bit. I'm sorry about that, but there That's is a right. lot going on and we it did is. some good things today, didn't we? Yes, absolutely. And Pete, we can't thank you enough for stopping by. Um, so we'll be back here tomorrow. We'll keep you updated on all of the, the holiday stuff that's going on. Uh, if we know about it, we'll let you know about it. How's that? Uh, absolutely. There, <laughs> there, there is a lot going on. Don't tell me there's nothing to do in this, uh, in, no. in this small town, in this small County. You got Don't it. Don't tell me that. You got it. All right. Well, have a wonderful day, everyone. And we'll see you right back here tomorrow. Thank you. Bye-bye.